your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, today we're talking about Get It Up, Erection Psychology. You know, the vast majority of people that have um, erection problems has to men that have erection problems has to do with um, medical factors. A lot of it has to do with medical factors. If people have diabetes, health issues, or unhealthy, uh, don't take care of themselves. Um, uh, there's other people um, that their medications also cause major factors in sexual uh, erections for men. But about 10 to 20 percent of all people, men that have erectile dysfunction, it, it's it's psychological. And that's the target of this show today is we're going to talk about the psychological factors. And it's oftentimes the psychological uh, also coexists with the medical or whatever that is that's going on because we lose our confidence. We lose our, we begin to feel guilt. We begin, we lose our uh, desire to want to go after a sexual situation. It can be very embarrassing, can demasculate a man. It can make him very humiliated. And so looking at the psychological effects, it, it could also come from child abuse or sexual trauma. And that's another factor where people have very little to no libido coming out of a childhood where they were treated poorly or they were treated as a object or they were sexually traumatized being treated as a sexual object. And the most common uh, factors is actually number one is stress. I mean, stress can be job related, money related, result in marital problems, among other things. Also, anxiety. Anxiety is fear. And once a man experiences uh, erectile dysfunction, they, bec they become worried that the problem will happen again. And this can lead to performance anxiety or a fear of sexual failure. And it consistently leads to erectile dysfunction. There's another factor. It's guilt. You know, a man may feel guilty that they're not satisfying their partner. But the fact is, is that maybe they need a toy. Maybe they need a toy to work with. Maybe, maybe they can still do foreplay of any kind. You know, intimacy doesn't have to be intercourse. You know, you can also find other ways to explore each other. It doesn't have to just come down to that. And also depression. And that's a real common cause of erectile dysfunction because depression affects a person physically and psychologically. And so depression can cause erectile dysfunction when a man is completely comfortable with such, uh, uh, sexual situations. And then the drugs used to treat depression may also cause erectile dysfunction, as we said before. The bigger issue comes around with low self-esteem. And by the way, you could have all of this. And all of this could be contributing to erectile dysfunction. So low self-esteem. This can be due to prior episodes of erectile dysfunction, like you're feeling inadequate, and it can be a result of other issues unrelated to sexual performance. Also, indifference. 
And this may come as a result of age and subsequent loss of interest in sex. And it could be the result of medications or stemming from problems in the relationship. You know, but all men at one time or another will experience erectile dysfunction. Only if the problem becomes persistent or occurs more than half the time or becomes a source of distress for you or your partner, should you be concerned about it, consider seeking medical advice and treatment. And for those whose erectile dysfunction is caused by psychological problems, therapy may be needed in conjunction with medical treatment. You know, it's it's a medical term, erectile dysfunction, by the way, and it describes the inability to achieve or maintain an adequate uh, uh, sexual function. And that condition sometimes is called mental impotence. And it's it's also one of the common sexual issues for men it is increasing uh, year after year after year. This is a very this is something that nobody hardly ever talked about, and then suddenly it's become a major component of people going to the doctor. Is erectile dysfunction men going to the doctor? You know, it's it's estimated that about fifteen to thirty million men suffer from a erectile dysfunction, you know, and because you're below a certain age, does it mean you're safe? You know, according to many of the studies, especially there's actually a journal of sexual medicine, it's one out of every four erectile dysfunction patients is under 40 years old, believe it or not. And and with increasing uh, rates of erectile dysfunction, it's been like the past 20 to 30 years, especially among younger men. And, and treatment is becoming a very important subject. You know, there's different kinds of erections. You know, achieving an erection is a really complex process, and it involves, you know, impulses, psychological impulses from your brain, uh, which needs prompts, adequate levels of testosterone, which Many men have low testosterone and a functioning nervous system and an adequate healthy uh, vascular system. That means your blood's pumping well and you you don't have as much uh, stuff in your arteries and, uh, you know, cholesterol can do enormous amounts of things to you. So, you know, you got to look back and you got to think about this, you know. The, 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 the erection types are very different. You know, uh, you can actually um, look at the types of erections. One of them is a nocturnal erection, and that occurs during sleep. And uh, that's because you're probably not as stressed when you're asleep. And another is a reflexive erection due to a physical stimulation. And the third one is a psychogenic erection caused by a visual or mental images. And all three involve healthy bodily functions, including hormones, your muscles, your blood vessels, your nervous system, your emotional regulation, you know. And and so what we have to understand is we got to look at this. And the other thing that comes into play you know, is alcohol, narcotics, marijuana, cocaine, and most illegal drugs not only cause a decrease in the ability to perform due to difficulty with focus and thought, but you will also interfere with the body's natural process to achieve and sustain an erection. You know, not only may it be a temporary cause of difficulty with erections because of substance abuse or alcohol or whatever your choice is, but there's a lot of studies that have noted 
a link between low testosterone and substance abuse. Think about it. You know, testosterone plays a really crucial role in erections. And if you believe substance abuse might be causing your erectile dysfunction, a good place to start would be your local clinic, your doctor, or going to AA. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be welcoming you with open arms. I mean, it'd be nice for people to take care of their substance abuse problems, especially if it's affecting your partner because they can't come close to you. They can't be close to you. They can't be intimate with you. You know, we talked about depression and anxiety, you know, but but they really do take a deep, deep effect. You know, you get feelings of sadness, emptiness, hopelessness, angry outbursts, irritability or frustration comes with that, a loss of interest in almost all or normal activities. And then there's anxiety. And then there's agitation. And there's restlessness. Is there anything sexy about any of this? No. You know, then there's the worthlessness or the guilt that comes with depression, the difficulty thinking or concentrating, the feeling nervous, the restlessness, the tenseness, having a sense of impending danger, panic, doom, constant worrying thoughts. None of that is sexy. None of that is sexy. So if you treat depression and anxiety Maybe you'll be treating your erectile dysfunctions, and that can happen. You know, it's, it can happen. And also, <laughs> treating the anxiety and depression, the medications can be causing the erectile dysfunctions too. So you really got to check and see which ones, uh, medications, don't have the sexual side effects. But any of those symptoms cause uh, a loss in sexual desire. They affect the body's ability to perform normally. And additionally... Those medications, often prescribed, will affect you. So, you know, when you're considering erectile dysfunction treatment, be sure to tell your provider, whoever that is, or therapist, what you're taking. You know, we talked about guilt just earlier, but, you know, if you're unable to please your partner or if infidelity is going on, or other relationship issues are in mind, that's a common fit for a, a erectile dysfunction. It's a big deal, you know, especially infidelity. You, you lose trust in your partner. Suddenly, there's going to be enormous amounts of conflict. That's not sexy. And then uh, the other thing is, is that you have to wonder, you know, the, the, the wife, if the husband's been, uh, had infidelity or, or if the wife's had infidelity, the, the husband may lose confidence in himself and his ability to perform. Or the fact is he's, he's uh, not having issues sexually somewhere else. And that can affect his drive. You know, the other thing is masturbation. Uh, a lot of men uh, get addicted to pornography. They start watching and they start masturbating. And that causes, number one, the pornography is no way your partner's ever going to be able to compete with that. So the expectations you're going to have around sex and sexual partners is going to get warped really fast. It's called shaping and them training our brain to think in terms of what we see visually and then want to perform and not always with your own partner because pornography can also lead to affairs. And the problem is the masturbation. So when you're going to be masturbating all the time, you're not going to have a sex drive. And so, sadly, that affects your ability to be in a relationship. Your partner becomes lonely, loses thoughts of how they feel about themselves, 
and don't feel attractive and all of a sudden they're having problems because you're having problems with pornography and pornography during COVID is rampant. I'm talking rampant. It's out there and it's not prejudicial at all. It affects so many people with moral standing and not moral standing in every way, shape, form, or fashion. But all men at some point will experience uh, erectile dysfunction. If the problem becomes persistent, becomes stressful, then it's appropriate to think about seeking medical care and possibly uh, seeing a therapist. You know, it could be psychosocial or it could be psychological, you know, and and it's, it's also important to understand that you've got to treat the pornography addiction. That is dopamine and serotonin, which is what's in an antidepressant. And so that's going to go pumping up in your brain and then you're going to feel euphoric and you're going to want to masturbate again and watch pornography again because it keeps feeding your brain dopamine and serotonin, the antidepressant medication. Jeez. And guess what? Depression can also lead to pornography addiction because your brain is needing that to feel pleasure and to have an escape. You know, but above all else, we have to remind ourselves to keep your head on. Beating yourself up over your condition won't make things better. The best place to start is with actually admitting that you have a pornography problem and working on it. And you can work on that in many ways. And there's also, um, you know, groups that you can find of people that have sexual addictions out there. And that's an important thing for you to take on, you know. And as we look at ourselves, you know, we shouldn't be surprised to, to know that you actually have an erectile dysfunction. And, uh, you know, it's important to understand that you and a whole lot of other people out there may have the same problem. It's just that men don't talk about it because they're so proud of themselves and they're so ego-based that they have trouble even mentioning the fact that they, they that, that them and their partner have this little secret and they just keep hiding it from themselves and they keep feeling worse and they keep feeling like a failure. And that's no way to go. It's no way to be. You know, when you're stressed or anxious, your brain releases stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. They cause your muscles to tense. They cause your heart to beat rapidly. In some cases, it reduces your blood flow, uh, you know, to the blood vessels, to your penis, which actually prevents you from having an erection. And these hormones trigger the fight or flight response. That's not sexy either. I mean, how are you going to have an erection during fight or flight? You know, this primes us physically, mentally to evade danger. But when your brain and your body are focused on surviving a threat or getting erection is simply not going to be there. It's almost physically impossible, you know. And, and so you're in fight or flight. No way. You're, you're just not going to think that way. And also erectile dis difficulties shouldn't come, you know, as any big deal. You know, if you tell yourself the key to treating the sexual dysfunction and erectile dysfunction is to identify the underlying psychological issues, the underlying medical issues, and is your body healthy? If you're sitting on your butt not taking care of yourself, yes, you're going to have a harder time having an erection. You know, especially your blood flow, especially your muscles. You know, your penis is a muscle. Very important to think about that. You know, and if you're not going to use it, it's going to die. 
you know? <laughs> what, else, what happens to all your other muscles that you don't use? And here's some medical things. Medical things like diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, obesity, hormonal disorders, alcoholism, all of those cause erectile dysfunctions. And you may need to get a blood test to find out if you've got any of that stuff going on. You know, are you under a lot of abnormal amounts of stress or anxiety? You know, are you are you able to cheat, achieve an erection while masturbating? Do you, do you get nervous when pleasing your partner? You know, if you're thinking, yeah, this may be a sign that your impotence is due to psychological issues. You know, the, this, this stress is enormous. You know, maybe it's your job or, or a difficult life event. Maybe it's conflict. Maybe it's PTSD. You know, if that's what it is, then let's treat it. Get to it. Get to that. That chronic stress will take you down. You know, uh, uh, in a full-blown anxiety disorder where you have panic attacks. My God, that is debilitating for some people. It's like, where did this come from and why am I experiencing this thing? And all of a sudden you feel like your life is in danger, you know, that you may die because you're having these panic attacks. And that affects your ability to perform sexually also. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to take another look at how this stuff is caused and then how to treat it. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about erectile dysfunction. You know, the bottom line is, 
if men are experiencing erectile dysfunction, there also can be a strong indication that there's problems in the relationship that they're having. Um, you know, if a woman, for instance, or an effeminate male or effeminate female, whatever it is, whatever relationship you're in, but if, if they do not feel cherished, if they do not feel like they're the center of your life, I, I can't be the man I am without them. I don't even know why she's with me. I'm so lucky to have her. You know, she's my best friend. It's that way when I'm with her, when I'm not with her. And when you do not cherish a woman, she will nag you to the end of eternity. And with men, men want to feel heard, like they have a voice. And if they feel like they have a voice in the relationship, they feel emasculated. Oftentimes in relationships, there's resentments. And resentments happen because our needs aren't being met. We may not be respected or heard or the wife may not be cherished. And when that happens, we get battlegrounds. And those battlegrounds can be in the bedroom. They can be with our children. Um, they can be all kinds of things that we begin to pick fights about, the financial, spending. Spending could be done out of resentment. You know, the bottom line is we really, really have to understand that our relationships and our relationship to our partner especially can really be a, a difficult factor. You know, it, it, if that is not working, it's really hard for some people to uh, have that sex life because they create the battleground of, I don't want to have sex with you when you don't do this for me. So what are needs? If you think about it from a very simple perspective of the, the five love languages, uh, which is written by Gary Chapman, that idea of meeting a partner's needs. If, if one person needs compliments, let's say, if that's what they need, that's what they need. You, if you're going to be married to that person, better get your complimenting uh, up to the front of your brain and up to a priority if you want to have any style of good living with that person because that person needs validation and that's important. Some people just need gifts. Some people just want to spend time together. Uh, some people uh, like to have events and go to different things. You know, whatever it is, they love to talk. Um, whatever that is, it's very important to fill that need for your partner. And if you fill that cup and they fill your cup, oftentimes people feel much more connected. Another thing is a physical factor. You know, there's that body space around us. And that body space is your energy space. And you know when people enter that because you can feel it. But the deal is, is that couples forget that. They don't enter that real estate, and I call it real estate. And if you don't enter the real estate, we lose our sexuality with each other. We lose our intimacy with each other. You've got to enter that body space to remind each other that you love each other and you belong to each other. If you do not enter the body space, we begin to understand that we have no way to read our partner we have no way to understand if they'd be receptive to being sexual. We have no way of, of uh, really understanding their inner climate. It's really important to enter that space to revise, to, to uh, bring up that energy that you have between each other. And I'm not talking about this lingering, you know, craziness. I'm talking about, you know, a simple hug, a touch on the back, a kiss on the forehead, just touch on the hand, whatever, just a, maybe a touch on the knee, just very simple, simple, simple things 
that allow our partner to hear or see that we love them. That's an important aspect of a marriage and of a partnership. And if you don't do that, big, bad things happen. We tend to go on a slippery slope, losing intimacy from each other. And that, my friends, can also cause resentments, and resentments can cause erectile dysfunction. And so if we're going to live in a relationship and not vest in it emotionally and just say, oh, I'm just a logical person, whatever, you have no business being married. You owe your partner the whole point of being married is you have emotional connection with each other. You care about each other. You love each other. You want to spend time together. You look forward to spending time together. That emotional connection, as long as it's safe and as long as you attack trust issues, you're going to have a lot better chance of having good intimacy with your partner long into your life. Many people are indifferent. You perceive your relationship as boring and a lot of conflict and too much work. You know, what's the brain science behind it? Well, thinking about sex creates a burst of dopamine, which is a brain chemical that's linked to excitement, motivation, pleasure. It also plays a really crucial role in helping you get an erection. And a man who's bored or indifferent about sex, thinking about the act is unlikely to be uh, uh, accompanied by that dopamine burst, which can turn and cause erectile dysfunction. You know, so how do you deal with that? Well, you know, you can always go to a therapist, that especially somebody that treats erectile dysfunction, you know, because it's a private matter. Most men don't want to talk about it. But speaking with the therapist is, safe, is a safe space in which you're protected by confidentiality. It's also a powerful way of targeting these feelings of guilt and shame and anxiety and an- inadequacy that might underlie your erectile uh, difficulties. And working through your psychological issues or relationship problems with, you know, a mental health professional really can help eliminate the effects of the issues that you have on your sexual performance. You know, the other thing is communication is key. You want to bring your partner into the problem, not just ignore it. You want to see, you know, is, is it possible that we do what's called systematic desensitization, which means that we lower the goals of our intimacy, meaning that we we lower our expectations of intimacy, that we don't have an expectation, we move it to a preference. I prefer, because preferences don't have the failure narrative that an expectation does when it's not met. And so failure is not sexy. And that's an important thing to, to truly understand. But the communication with your partner is key. You know, it may be difficult, but it's best for people with erectile dysfunction not to hide it from their sexual partner. And maybe they decide to begin to experiment and experiment in different ways and in different ways to stimulate each other. Once again, don't be so embarrassed to not have toys, to not have things that help you. You know, it it's hard if you're going to be married to somebody for 40, 50 years to make that sexy all the time, you're going to need help. Stop trying to do it your own way or do it through your ego. Drop your ego. Understand that you both are there to have intimacy too in your marriage. That's a part of it. And you need to be creative and find ways you can do that. You know, you want to eliminate all this, uh, these conflicts. You want to not make the bedroom the battleground. 
it's not the place to be fighting. You know, avoid discussing it out of embarrassment or shame is another reason that guys just won't get into it with their partner. Remember, your partner may be just as confused or upset about this as you are. So initiating a frank and open discussion on the issue is going to mean you're taking one step closer to not having erectile dysfunction. Now you have a partner who is hopefully empathetic and hopefully willing to accept that sometimes there may be failure and be very proactive in trying to solve the problem. You know, communication is really vital. If, it's, if you're going to have a, a marriage or into, uh, any kind of a relationship, if you don't have an emotional attachment, you're not making memories. If you cannot have emotional attachments to anyone, no memories are made. It's just bland. It's boring. It's simple. You lose the meaning of life. The only things that we really like to recall are things that we emotionally attach ourselves to. If it's memories, if it's objects, if it's uh, uh, moments, those things are important. And we, we need to understand that you have to be uh, humble enough to allow yourself to be emotional. And that means you talk about your emotions so that you understand that you even have emotions. But if you have good communication, you have the opportunity to increase your emotional intimacy, which can help enhance your sex life. And people that have good communication give each other a lot of grace, a lot of grace. Very important. Another thing is a, a thing called guided imagery. And, and that's proven to be very effective in, in treating psychological impotence. For example, the research found that 70% of men treated with guided imagery and sexual re-education succeeded in overcoming mental impotence and were able to get an erection whenever they wanted to. Guided imagery is similar to guided meditation. The, the person is asked to relax, they close their eyes, they undergo visualization exercises that allow the mind to reassert control over the body simply by letting go of any unhelpful thoughts or feelings. And the imagery can be done with a therapist, an app on your phone, recordings or whatever. And they can guide you through the process in the comfort of your own home. That's cool. There's also meditation. You know, I know it sounds ethereal, but meditation, if, even if it's just 15 minutes a day, will drastically reduce anxiety and stress. There are many options for that, you know. Uh, m men who experience symptoms that get worse and appear more frequently over time need to see a doctor, but they also want to find themselves seeking meditation. And that is undoing all the thoughts and feelings and becoming very aware of them and how they disrupt you. The more mindful we become, the more we allow ourselves to be here in this moment, not in the future, not in the past, just here, we have a better shot at having no problems with our erectile dysfunction. That is really hard to do, though. People have a hard time allowing themselves to just be in this moment here. But when we give ourselves to this moment we're in right now, what happens is our brain relaxes and it allows ourselves to connect with others. And that's how we begin to build that bridge 
to becoming uh, sexual with our partner is we build the bridge by being in the moment, listening, focused, right there. If you can do that, you can overcome enormous barriers in your life. You know, you want to focus on the cause, not the symptoms. That means we're not looking at what the outcome is. The outcome is erectile dysfunction, okay? But what's causing it? That's where your brain thoughts have to go. That's where your thoughts have to go. The cause, not the outcome. The cause is also where forgiveness is. Because now we understand what's driving the erectile dysfunctions. You know, it may help a a guy reduce the pleasure to perform sexually well over time if they are focused on the symptoms. Especially during the increasing in stress because you're visualizing a bad outcome. You know, male impotence uh, fall into, once again, uh, some categories. There's physical, there's medical there's lifestyle and there's psychological and all of them or, or one of them can cause a problem. You know, once again, it's physical, medical, lifestyle or psychological. You know, uh, physical and medical things, it's, it's, it's in looking at that, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, you know, uh, obesity, diabetes as we spoke of earlier, tobacco, medications, uh, Peroni's disease, you know, uh, that can cause a problem because of scar tissue on the penis. Also, uh, once again, substance abuse like and sleeping disorders can also cause impotence. Fatigue, uh, treatment modalities for your prostate cancer or an enlarged prostate can certainly have something to do with that. Also, injuries that affect the pelvic area or the spinal cord can also cause erectile dysfunctions. And once again, we're talking about causes, you know, and also it's because how a man chooses to live their life uh, can affect their body and their physical health, you know, and that dovetails like smoking or heavy drinking, you know, using certain drugs, uh, uh, being overweight, you know, not getting any exercise, you know, cardio, 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 that'll help you. And it's a good idea to try it. It's not only good for your body and good for your life, but it's good for your penis. You know, cardio can help. You know, there's really a lot of things to talk about in this problem. You know, a, a man's mind can block his natural potency. It'll offer, you know, uh, the, the, there's, uh, you know, people that are bewildered and, and caught off guard because they've suddenly had failure, all of a sudden become embarrassed. There's emotional rush. There's anxiety. There's panic. Oh, my God, is this going to happen again? What's this person going to think of me? You know, especially if it's a, an affair or a one-time thing and all of a sudden you, you can't function sexually, uh, that can be extremely embarrassing for a man and, and humiliating. Um, and so, you know, th- this inability to keep an erection – it's common and men really don't talk about it that much. And that's why statistically we can't count on statistics that tell us how many men have erectile dysfunction. You know, it's probably 30 million or more. um, (laughs) We in the United States at least. And and so we, we really need to, there's also, we really need to dive into the fear 
of sexual dysfunction. You know, you become worried that you'll never regain your normal sexual function, and that can lead to fear, low self-esteem, and these feelings can affect your ability to achieve and maintain an erection. Now, there's also these Viagra pills and the offshoots of Viagra that are out there. And I would recommend that to someone. First of all, it helps your blood flow. Second of all, I would not take it as a one-time thing if you have erectile dysfunction. I would recommend, and it's just me personally, and I'm not a medical doctor, but I would think that taking one in the morning and one in the evening for about four days would probably be helpful and don't masturbate. If you can do that, maybe after about four days, you will be ready to perform sexually with your partner. And if that happens, and you do, now we're going to start building the confidence back. So maybe utilize it because some people say, well, I took Viagra and it never works. And it doesn't sometimes for some people. And that's fine. But if you allow the buildup to happen and the confidence of getting an erection happen and give yourself time to experience that, now we have a chance to maybe jump back in and have a great sexual connection with our partner. And it may not happen every time. But the thing is, the more we increase or continually repeat the idea that um, I'm going to have ED, I have ED, I'm, I'm afraid to have sex because I had ED, the more you start reinforcing that thought process, the more you ruminate, which men do constantly, they ruminate and ruminate and ruminate over, and that means you let your brain just cycle over the same process of thoughts. The more you do that, the more you're training your brain to actually disconnect from you sexually and not perform for you. Another thing is holding your breath. You know, people, when you hold your breath, you can have orgasms. That's what we do when we have orgasms is we hold our breath. The other thing that we hold our breath for is crying. And guess what? Both are in the same part of our brain, crying and orgasms. Holding your breath is the mechanism for that. All right. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about more solutions, and we're going to talk about other things that could cause performance anxiety from a psychological perspective. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about erectile dysfunction. Yes, we're talking about men, men with with uh, penis problems. Yes, broken. <laughs> some some women want some people in relationships want their spouse to be broken. <laughs> they they would be greatly relieved at that sometimes, especially as you get older. You know, um, if you really take a look at the psychological aspect, as we talked about in the very opening of this program, 10 to 20 percent of all erectile dysfunction is psychological. It's psychological. There's medical and there's lifestyle. There's all kinds of other contributing factors. But what oftentimes will stem back to the core issue could be your mental health. And that's why you want to make it a priority. You know, psychological issues can affect more than just your mental health. You know, d- depression, anxiety, stress, relationship problems, they have a huge effect on your sexual function. And if you're experiencing erectile dysfunction along with psychological issues, you probably want to think about going to a therapist and talking about them, talking, taking on those issues. So you can get some, some uh, a sense of, of feeling centered a feeling of where am I? You know, if people make mental health a priority, it can make your life a lot better. Because when you're able to talk about the issues that you're having, and when you're able to hear what your brain is actually going through, oftentimes we have what are called epiphanies, revelations, you know, where we come up to the idea of aha, we have an aha moment. And we start to understand where our problems are coming from and what is driving us crazy. Sometimes we don't really know what's on our mind until we actually speak about it. I can't tell you how many times people that have trouble with pornography, when they start saying they have trouble with pornography, that becomes very real to them. And they start to realize, oh my gosh, I've got to solve this. This is causing a big problem. You know, once again, if you're going to be masturbating all the time, you're not going to be searching for intimacy that much. You know, and, and, and by the way, erectile dysfunction, once again, 
is not a uh, older man's problem. In older men, it's frequently linked to underlying health problems, and uh, you know. But the young people, the explanation for a thirty-year-old man having erectile dysfunction is often psychological, or it could have to do with some kind of medication or medical disorder. But f- physical problems, you got to go deeper to determine what is the cause of the erectile dysfunction. And once again, we don't function, we don't focus on, oh my God, I got erectile dysfunction. We focus on what could cause this thing. And if it's psychological, I will guarantee you it's emotional and it has to do with your emotions. And the only way to wrangle your emotions in a very constructive way, not the only way, but is to talk, to talk, 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 so that we can really understand what in the world is going on with us? And once again, it's also a time to check, what is the state of my relationship with my partner? Are What's going on with us? Are we bored? Are we falling out of love? You know, people in relationships fall in and out of love all the time. Is our, is our, our, our relationship going to end? Are we worried about our relationship going to end? Do we think our partner's having an affair? Do we, are we afraid that our partner's having an affair and we're going to get a sexual uh, 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 STD or something like that? Maybe that's going on. You know, if you've got a partner you can't trust, that's going to cause you to make provisions to protect yourself because your partner may pass something on to you. And that's not sexy either. You know, it's sad. But, you know, you can, you can sense if your partner is having some kind of something. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's an affair. You can sense that. You just have to be mindful. That means we have to be able to understand ourselves. That means that meditation can help give us a lot of revelations that we need to, to understand. You know, bodily systems like our hormones and muscles and blood vessels, nervous systems, emotions, you know, these can all be compromised and lead to this type of disorder. And once again, erectile dysfunction is not going to be oftentimes a one-answer solution. It's going to be a multiple solution that requires different types of treatment. It may require a lifestyle change. It may require therapy. And it may actually require medical uh, doctor, highly likely, to go to the doctor to talk about that. You know, uh, also... We tend to have feelings of emptiness, hopelessness, and sadness. And if that's going on, especially in our relationship, then what we tend to do is go to the the worst case scenarios, which also props up depression. You know, if we're going to deal with expectations, like I talked about earlier, expectations that I don't have erectile dysfunction, but then I find that I do have it, then guess what? You're going to think, oh my God. I'm a failure every single time, and that failure narrative builds and builds and builds, and that turns into depression, which also can affect erectile dysfunction, sexual desire, any kind of emotional desire, difficulty even wanting to do anything, difficulty even feeling anything but sadness, you know, and irritability. So what we have to – and that, that's not sexy – so, so what we tr- got to get down to is treating the depression sometimes. And that has to be done s- either by therapy or by medication. But once again, the medications can mess us up. And once we start continuing to have the performance anxiety, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy 
that we're always going to have it, and then we continue to uh, spiral down in how we think about ourselves, spiral down into the world of anxiety, spiral down into panic attacks. You know, uh, um, for years, men believed that sexual problems were a normal part of getting old. Fortunately, modern medicine, changing attitudes have debunked that. So the first step in finding out the cause of your your thing, your EDD or ED, is <coughs> erectile dysfunction. Is once again you go to the doctor first. Second, you might go to get a coach for your lifestyle. Number three, you might want to drop your addictions. Number four, you want to go to therapy and see if you can tackle this and get down to all the layers that are causing the problem. Some of the medical causes that cause erectile dysfunction uh, um, also in order to uh, rule out you know, the, the things like diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, uh, artery disease, obesity, hormonal disorders. You want to get a complete bug count. You want to get a, a, a fasting glucose, uh, a, a, a metabolic profile, a thyroid hormone, you know, a lipid profile, ser- uh, serum, uh, total testosterone. The, all that kind of stuff would be very helpful. These uh, laboratory tests can gauge your level of sexual dysfunction. And you may be asked questions about your desire, your libido, your ability to achieve and maintain, your ability to reach an orgasm, your satisfaction level with intercourse, as well as your overall sexual satisfaction. And depending on your answers and the lab results, the doctor can recommend a, a, a psychological evaluation to further help, and they can also understand how to medicate you. We, there is hope here, folks. You know, if you're interested in sex and attracted to your partner, you're having trouble performing, that's what you want to ask yourself. Are you able to achieve an erection without master, while masturbating? Or do you experience morning erections? Are you under a lot of stress, experience an abnormal amount of anxiety? You know, did you get nervous about pleasing your partner? You know, all these questions you want to ask yourself. Because that can tell you kind of where the problem is lying in your own life. You know, that resolving uh, psychological impotence uh, may not be quite as simple as taking uh, uh, Viagra. You know, sometimes those drugs are designed to sidestep the psychological issues, such as uh, low blood pressure or or vascular damage can also uh, uh, be exacerbated by those medications. You know, it's kind of like the medication kind of puts a Band-Aid on the problem. And it's also, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, talk therapy, is really a common treatment for psychological issues. And it also has a behavioral component in there. And the behavioral component is things like systematic desensitization, you know, stuff like that, where, you, where you're trying to, to build up your ability to get to that uh, erection. You know, relaxation techniques can also be beneficial for a lot of causes. Uh, You know, rhythmic breathing, concentrating on your breathing while you're taking long, slow breaths can help you step back from your stress and anxiety to live in the moment. And trying to inhale slowly and deeply over a count of five, then you hold your breath for five seconds, and then you start exhaling slowly over another count of five. You know, that's, that's important stuff. Important stuff. You know, it, it, when we look at all of the problems that contribute to a person's 
uh, emotional attachment to erectile dysfunction, the biggest one, the biggest contributor is uh, guilt and low self-esteem because that's where all of the anxiety starts to come from. Guilt and, and, and low self-esteem, people that suffer from erectile dysfunction feel guilty about being able to please um, and then they feel like they're self-esteem, they have, they're not a man, and it's often paired uh, with, with uh, guilt and shame are the other feelings that are commonly linked to, to mental health issues such as depression and, and anxiety. And, and so we have to understand that what we think of ourselves has a lot to do with how imp- impotent or potent we're going to be. Your libido actually can be as a result of your self-esteem. If you don't like yourself, you're probably going to have trouble having a libido. You know, whether it's psychological or physical or medical or lifestyle, you want to tackle that straight on. And if you have such low self-esteem that you can't do it for yourself, do it for your partner. They have needs too. That's an important thing. You know, if you won't take on that because you're too stubborn, you know, that's not a good thing. Your partner is experiencing a suffering from not having to have a sexual sexual relationship with you. And guess what that leads to? They have the need to have sex with someone. And if they develop any kind of connection or they start randomly meeting people, that's where bad things happen. That's why you've got to do the communication. You guys got to get together and talk about it and how it's affecting you. Every day, check in on it, but don't focus on, don't focus on erectile dysfunction. Focus on solutions and causes. Solutions and causes. Always, always, always. That's where it's at for you. And you know, if we look at our life and we look at our sense of confidence, you actually, once you uh, are able to overcome the erectile dysfunction, how how are you going to view yourself? Is that going to help you? Is that going to be a real way that you can check in and go? Things are getting better in my life. Wouldn't it feel good to have that? Wouldn't it feel good to have your confidence back? That's why you want to take on solutions and causes. All are what you focus on, not the result. All right. That's our show. I've nagged at you guys enough. And i like to thank you for listening. And I love hearing from you. And you can do that at our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, you can beat an erection single-handedly. Also, raising kids is part joy and part guerrilla warfare. And animals in the wild will eat their young. How do we explain that to our children? Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 